Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. Friday, made it to Friday. Jeff is out, yet stuck with me for one more day. And then wait till Monday when you expect him to come back, and it's still me. Then, I'm going to say this now, Kyle. Remind me on Monday, at the start, at this point, at this point of the show on Monday, to make the obligatory, Jeff's just on vacation, everybody calm down. Because it's, I don't know if it's a proven fact, but I, it's a near certainty that in radio more maybe than any other medium, when you get to, like, a... Uh, a wraparound vacation situation. Like, if somebody's off for two weeks, then the rumors start. Then people, where, 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 where's, where's, where's Jeff? What happened? Where, where's so, did I miss? Hello? What happened to this guy? Where, where's this? They're on vacation. That's what happened. So, on Monday, gonna have to do that because people are gonna, he's still not here, but it's Monday. Why isn't he back? So, remind me to do that on Monday. So, Festa Italiana is off. That's two festivals that are now off. Hmm. I'm not surprised by that. Is anybody surprised by that? I don't think so. Best uh, ICC board announced that earlier today. Huh. The health and safety of our employees, volunteers, vendors, members, and attendees is our highest priority. While we have confidence in the city and county of Milwaukee's vaccine distribution plan, we thought it would be prudent to give our health officials a little more time to reach our broader community. Okay. That makes sense. I have no problem with that. I think it's the smart decision. It's... I mean, a lot of these festivals, they, they, they're on a, I won't say a shoestring budget, but you can't be losing money, you know, hand over fist and still try to keep it churning ahead. So rather be, um, rather to be smart and prudent in a situation like that. After the uh, two o'clock, we can't do pop culture corner because I'm not allowed to. I'm not. That, that is the proprietary, uh, uh, property as it were of. A Jeff Wagner. So, I want you to start thinking now. Don't don't text in now. Don't call in now. The text will get lost. The toy of your youth. You've had. It doesn't matter how old you are. Be very young. Could be very not so young. You have had a toy. A toy of your youth. And I'm going to do that because of the potato head. Don't say Mr. or Mrs. Because of the potato head um, story. And then... Uh, the 25th anniversary of another game, another toy, uh, today. Also, Ted Cruz addresses CPAC, <clears throat> and we will discuss that. I don't know if we'll discuss it so much as I'm going to present you with some of his greatest hits today from CPAC, and then in some ways how I think they could have been presented better. Can I just start with something completely unimportant? It is a Friday. Right? It's a Friday. Um, and I'll ask you, Kyle. I feel that in life, ladies and gentlemen, there are especially three individuals in everyone's life, I think, that are very important because they hold your success it just to a great extent in, in their hand. And I am talking of three people, three individuals. 
your financial advisor. I think you need to have a trusted financial advisor. We would all agree on that, right? That person who they're, they're mapping out your future. They'll map out how and when you retire and what, what retirement will be like. So you need to have a, a certain bond with these three people in life. That, that, that's my point because they, they can really <laughs> send you on the wrong path otherwise. Your financial advisor is one. The second is your mechanic. I think it's important that you have a place to go to take your car, your automobile, when there are tr- a trusted mechanic, a trusted financial advisor, a trusted mechanic is important. And then the third is your barber. The third is your or your hair stylist. I don't know. Do, do you say you go to a stylist or a barber? I uh, have not gone to a personal hair dresser or barber. Or a hairdresser is another I guess um, in years. I couldn't tell you how long. May I ask who's cutting your hair? My wife. Really? Yeah, she cuts my hair. She's cut my hair since, I want to say, right when we started dating. So, yeah, a handful of years. And she was such a good stylist that you said, doggone it. I'm going to marry that woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, that is the primary reason. That's why it happened. I like my hair. Look, my hair looks so good. I'm going to have you keep cutting it for the rest of our lives. Would you marry me? Yes. Oh, beautiful bliss. But yes, yeah, I think the 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 person, whether it's a hairstylist, a barber, would you say hairdresser, that person, you entrust them with a lot because, look, they... If they don't do you right, it's it's going to reflect on you. But those are three people. Those are three individuals that I think, in order to just to just have a successful life, in order to be free from from pro- think about that. If all three of those, if those three individuals in your life, and think about it right now, if those aren't trusted confidants, good luck to you. Your car is breaking down all the time, or you get hosed by some raw deal at the mechanic. Your financial future's in ruins because you can't trust your financial advisor. And every time you go to that barber, that hairstylist, that hairdresser, they're just not getting it right, and you look like a schlub. And the studies have shown that if your hair looks schlubbish, that impacts demeanor and personality, and suddenly your day is off the rails, you're in a foul mood. Serious. Study show. So here's my question. Again, this is not at all important, folks. I'm sorry if you were looking for the latest news in the stimulus package and the details therein. I'm not going to give it to you today. Here's my problem. Problem's too strong a word. I need. I'm seriously considering for the first time in like 15 years shopping around for a new barber. Okay, I'm not going to say where I go. Because that would be stupid on my part. But I'm just, I'm thinking of shopping around. It's because, he's, I don't know if you can tell. Maybe you've been able to tell and you just haven't said anything because you're a good guy. This half of my head, I got a haircut uh, within the last week, let's say. And I realized this half is considerably, (laughs) is considerably shorter than this half. Now, maybe not by much, but still, I'm like, why is, and I'm like, well, maybe it's just flat. So I'm trying to like, I'm like, no, this part is short, and this part 
is much longer. Talking about the left and right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I apologize for those of you who um, aren't watching us. Are listening to the radio. (laughs) Yes. The left. Thank you, Kyle, for the directional advice. The left side of my head, the hair is shorter than the right side of my head. And there have been instances over the last number of years where I come away going, this part here is not like done right. And and this over here could be a little bit... so it's time to I think it's time to shop around. But I'm in this I'm in this place where do I do it? Do I not do it? If I do it and then I go back to this particular place, are they going to rec- and I go I you know it's a it's a they got a few people cutting hair, but I always go to the same person. Are they going to notice? Do they notice like uh I think it was a Seinfeld episode about that once, right? You know, you're going to hey, did you somebody else been cutting your hair? Cuz I've been going to this place and this person for like 15 years. But I have a feeling that I need to shop around. So knowing that your financial advisor, your mechanic, and your barber slash hairstylist, whatever you call it, are, in my mind, the big three of trusted confidants in your life, beyond your circle of family and friends, what should I do? Do I do this? This is a very self-serving way to start the show. I'm sorry. But I've been thinking about it for a while, and I thought, what the heck? Or, or Kyle, maybe the missus could take a try. But that could be how I could shop around. I'm not sure. And then you tell me your spouse does, and I thought, is that is that more common than we think? I think people had the... Um Enough ambition to try it themselves this past year, uh, around probably April, May, is when people were starting to say, oh, I can't go to the the hairdresser or whatever, and they maybe needed to be a little imaginative on finding a solution. Um yeah, I don't have I don't have two of those th- three things. I don't have a financial advisor or a or You a don't have a okay. I guess the barber uh, is 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 my wife. Yes, yeah, so, so that's I, I have I have check. a yeah, I have that locked in. But I, Permanently. I it's it's not what she does for a living and she would never do any anybody else's hair. So my life is in disarray here. <laughs> See? Now that you're thinking about it, it is. So let's do this. I can't believe Scott's talking about it. Yeah, I am. 855-616-1620 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. And Kyle brings up a good point. With the pandemic in the last year and all these barbershops and, and salons closed, we were left to fend for ourselves. So maybe your spouse is cutting your hair. Is that more popular now than ever? I'd, I'd welcome that conversation, too. 855-616-1620. I'm looking for some barber advice. Do I shop around? Been to the same place, the same person for 15 years. But right now, I'm not real happy with what I'm seeing <laughs> in the mirror. Beyond the face. 855-616-1620. Let's get it going on a Friday. Scott in for Jeff. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Real quick before we get into this, uh, on a serious note, more serious note, and in probably something that is not surprising, at least for me, um, the news that in newly released document, U.S. officials announced the Saudi Crown Prince, the Saudi Crown Prince approved the operation to capture or kill journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Who could have who could have seen that one coming? 855-616-1620. 
talking about my hair. What? Yes. Same place, same barber, about 15 years. 16 years? 15 years. And I feel like I need to start shopping around. I don't know how do I do it. Do I sneak around behind his back and then just, like, stop coming if I find a better place? It's just mo- And then, as Kyle was saying, there are spouses cutting hair. His spouse cuts his hair. And so I speculate maybe that has become a popular trend since we were stuck inside with COVID and people saving money there as well. 855-616-1620. So let's see what we got here. I'm here for your advice. Rich, give me, my, give me some advice, Rich, in Wauwatosa. Well, first thing I got to ask is... Yes. Uh, is your barber actually, you know, slipping in age and, you know, kind of it's oh, gone downhill um, as far as their quality uh, because of their age? No, no, not at all. I would say my barber is maybe closing in. He might might be around 50. So, no, age is not a not a factor at all. And the thing is, Rich, sometimes I go and I and I and I leave and I'm like, OK, good, good haircut. And then like this last time, after a day or so, I look closer. It's like, wait a minute. This is not. This is not as good as it should be. Gotcha. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring up the fact, you know, that I, I've had a sim- similar situation where I, you know, found a really nice barbershop, like the people and everything, but, you know, you go back time after time and just inconsistency. And I just thought I'd uh, bring up the fact, you know, uh, at least in my situation where their age was starting to decline, oh. you know, they probably couldn't see too well anymore. Oh. And, I mean, I kind of made the correlation it's kind of like what's going on in congress you know they overextending their stay where you know at least with the barber we have the option to go somewhere else with that you know it's kind so, of stuck with it. so you basically found yourself with uh patrick Leahy and chuck grassley cutting your hair and you said you know what i think it's time to chop around <laughs> thanks yeah. rich i appreciate it all right 855-616-1620 maybe I'll need to go to one of your spouses to cut my hair. Dave in Waterford, what's your advice? Hey, how you doing? So, well, I'll keep a good story short. About five years ago, I had my wife cut my hair. Mm -hmm. I had a job interview the next day, which was just kind of dumb on my part. Um, She did such a bad job, I was forced to have her buzz it. So... I still got the job. I'm still with the company. And um, pre-COVID, though, she's been cutting my hair for a full year. She's doing an amazing job. I feel kind of bad because I ghosted my uh, yes. hairdressers at more of a corporate clips type cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been saving money, and um, she does an amazing job time after time. Hmm. Did you ever run into your former barber, your former stylist, you know, out and about or something and then have an awkward encounter? That, well, I live in a small town, obviously. Uh, It would probably be pretty awkward, but here's maybe a little advice for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, if you intermittently go to your existing barber that you've been visiting for however Mm -hmm. many years... Mm -hmm. It's going to be an awkward conversation when they ask you where you've been. Yeah. So basically, and somebody texted in saying you just got to cut the cord. Like basically, just if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna leave, just ghost him and move on. Because yeah, if you do something every once in a blue moon, they may start wondering where have you been, and if you've been away from me so long, your hair should be much longer. 
Yes, I ghosted him. (laughs) Dave. (laughs) Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Ghosting. That's the word. That's the word I was looking for. This is a very popular issue. People are dealing... I'm telling you, this is something that I think many people have dealt with. Jenny, in West Allis, a fellow West Elysian. Hey, Jenny. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm dealing with a hair situation, to be honest with you. You're you're in a conundrum, right? Um, I, it's a business. Right. You're going to get other customers. Um, unless you hang out with him or see him on a regular basis outside of the shop, just go somewhere else. I mean, it's a business. You're not, it doesn't sound like you're close friends. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, we're, you're friendly with, I'm, I'm very friendly. I mean, in terms of, you know, we know each other. He knows me, my situation. Um, I know his family, I don't know his family, but I like know his family situation and all that stuff. You know, you know, you're sitting there getting your hair cut and there's something about that closeness that, you know, you go to the same person for a long time, you just get to know one another, but it's not like we're hanging out. I've never hung out with my barber outside of the shop. Well, there you go. So, you know, it's your money, your look, just move on and all right, cut um, the cord. And one other person I want to add in your life is a good, handy person. Handy man, oh, handy woman. Okay. Someone who can do everything, but, like, cheaper, a lot cheaper, give you deals. Right. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I guess that, although a lot of people are just kind of doing the do-it-yourself thing now, but uh, I'll, I could, I'll, I'll put that on the list for consideration. Thanks, Jenny. If you're on the line, hang on. This is good stuff. Look at this. Look at this. We have people getting their hair cut by their spouse. Here's a question. I'm throwing a lot at you, but that's okay. It's Friday. Are there any women who get their hair cut by their husbands or boyfriends? Think about that one. Because anecdotally, every situation I can think of, it's the guy who goes, yeah, my wife, my girlfriend cuts my hair. Is it ever the other way around? I'd be curious to hear that as well. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'm just wrong by even going to anybody. We learned back in December, George Clooney uses a Flobie. George Clooney has been using a Flobie on his hair for years. And here we are like fools, paying somebody to cut our hair. What are we doing? You know who is great radio hair? You. Mike. The listener. Oh, me. No, you. Thank you. You have... What does that mean? Hold on. What does that mean? Is that like a face for radio and it's really bad? No, I'm saying you have... I'll I'll put it this way. You have TV hair. Oh, thank you. You may be in radio, but you have television hair. I have been compared to Zach Braff, so... I will say you, you, uh, Bill Stad, Charlie Sykes, Mm. and uh, Rob Edwards, the four... I, I don't know what the order is, but... The, the the four greatest radio heads of hair uh, among people that I have ever known. That's great company, by the way, for hair and for radio talent. I don't know how to react, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm tearing up. I didn't write a speech for this, uh, but who, I would like to thank my parents. Who cuts your hair? Uh, I have a I have a woman I go to for like a haircut. It's not the missus. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think uh, people are looking at. I don't think it's the flowy people are enamored with the George Clooney either. He could probably 
He could be bald. He could have a half-shaved, half-not-shaved. I, I don't think it matters mm-hmm. in his case. Uh, but I support it if you want to go for the flow, be yourself. I'm just saying. If it works for Clooney, I mean, who, who am I? Why, what am I paying for? All right. Karen, Jody, Richard. Look at that. Karen, Jody, Richard, Mike, Connie, Jeff. Hang on. You're listening to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Now, I realize there are many of you on the on the text line saying, Scott, you may have just informed him already considering what you're doing on the biggest stick in the state. And I realize I'm taking a risk in doing this, but I'm obviously not using names or locations or anything. I'm talking in general terms. Plus, I think I... I feel safe in saying that he's working right now himself. So, I think it's okay. But don't tell him! We're in this together, okay? Because I'm not saying I'm leaving, I just... I may have to shop around here. Mike in Sheboygan. Hey, Mike. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh, Somebody did say, Mike, they texted in saying, Scott, if you're worried about your hair at this point in our nation's history, life's going pretty good for you. And so, I guess... In context, compared to everything else that's going on, Mike, I'm doing very well, apparently. (laughs) Okay, well, here's what happened to me. I'd go to the same place, and they had all kinds of stylists there, and you'd get one that you liked, and all of a sudden I'd call back and make an appointment, and they'd go, oh, she's not here anymore. And then so they'd give me a different one. And then i go back, and, well, she broke her finger, so now she can't help you, so we'll get you somebody else. So finally, I turned to my loving wife and I said, you think your stylist can get me in? <laughs> and so she called and got me an appointment with her stylist. And so I just, I go there. Okay. And, and how long <laughs> have you been? I know she's going to be there all the time. Well, and how long have you and, been using her? So this is your person. How long now? Well, I, I just had, I'm just scheduled for my second appointment. Oh. But she, she did a really good job. Okay. And my wife gets a really nice job done every time she goes there she's been there a long time okay all right so at least i know she's going to be there unless she retires and she told me well that'll probably be nine ten eleven years so okay you'll be fine i'm glad you're in a good hair space mike with your stylist i'm dealing with some things jody in waukesha jody hello hi um well i've been a hairdresser for 40 years and um you know it's much harder on you than it is going to be on your hairstylist. We lose people. It happens. And, you know, just be honest. Or, And a professional hairdresser will never make you feel bad about it. If they run into you and they're not going to go, oh, where'd you go? Or that's not going to happen. At least in my experience, I would never do that. To okay. All right. All right, Jody. So you are a hairdresser. So level with yeah. me. Level with me. Could you tell... If one of your customers, one of your longtime regular customers, cheated on you for one haircut, and then they see you on the next haircut, could you tell that somebody else had touched their you hair? Know, you know, I've done hair for so long, and, and, and I only do hair one day a week now because I opened up an antique store as well. So I had to, I had to like, leave two-thirds of my clientele. Um, <clears throat> so I... I my people are pretty honest with me. You know, I've had people go, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my daughter's hairdresser or whatever," and sometimes they'll come back and go, "No, it's just not right," you know, or whatever. Not because 
I just expect them to, if I'm not doing a good job on the hair, I would, I go ahead and go someplace else. That's not a problem. Have people complained to you? Make them feel bad. Have, have people said, you know, Jody, I, I got home and I kind of, you know, I showered sure. or I washed my hair and it, sure. I looked at it oh, and I absolutely. go, oh, okay. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this too. You will never, no matter who you are, get the same exact haircut every time. Even if you're going to the same person, it's impossible for us to give you exactly the same haircut right. unless you're getting like some type of buzz cut with a right. number two. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that just That's just not realistic. And I learned that a long time ago when I was going to hair shows. You know, oh, I want it just like last time. If, you know, if you're having a, if, let me happen. ask you this then, Jody. This is great insight into the business. If you're having a bad day, we all have good days. We mm-hmm. all have bad days. Oh, whether absolutely. you're working radio, whether you're working sales, whether you're a lawyer, mm-hmm. whether you're a, a tax uh, preparer, whatever. We all have bad days. Sure. And as much as we try sure. to prevent it from impacting our work life, it does to some extent. Maybe mm-hmm. some more than others. If you're having a bad sure. day, how does a bad day impact? somebody who cuts hair for a living? You know, I personally don't... It might impact your conversation. You might be quiet, or, Mm. you know, they might irritate you more than normal, or whatever. But cutting hair is is not just an art form, but it's also a process. You know, there's there's ways that you you do it. You know, there's... You section off, you put it at a 95-degree angle, or whatever you're doing to the person, but that's... That's pretty mechanical. Ah, so what's the? I'm, I'm just I'm picking your brain. What is the? If you can say it on the radio, what is the most sure. revealing? What is the most revealing thing somebody has ever told you sitting in the chair having their hair cut? Because that relationship, as I said at the beginning, you, you have your uh, your. Uh, accountant or your financial advisor, your mechanic, and your barber hairdresser. There is a bond there. What is the most revealing thing somebody has ever told you in the chair? Oh, you know, usually a a marital affair, which this this happened a a long time ago, Mm -hmm. and I don't do the people's hair anymore, but the problem was is I knew the person who she was having an affair with, and I just didn't want to know. You know what I mean? Um, But I... Yeah, that was years ago, and that was that was the hard. That was hard. Um, another time, I had somebody, and it was also a marital thing. But uh, you know, I knew, I knew she was being really deceitful, and I, I just don't want to hear that. So, mm. so those were hard things. I don't really, being that I've been doing this for so long, and now I only do it one day a week. Really, ninety nine percent of my people. I've known for a long time, right? And and I like, you know, I, I think a lot of times they're so, coming to me because they're like me. I'm going to go back to More that. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to go back to the juicy <laughs> thing again. So, so there was a per. Was, was it a woman? A woman in the chair? It was a woman, and yes, and and, yes. and and she disclosed to you that she was having an affair, and you knew, yes. you you knew the person she was cheating on, well, or knew, the person with whom she was cheating. Um, I didn't do her husband's hair, I don't think, because like, like I said, this is like 30 years ago. Um, but I knew who she was having an affair with because I knew his brother type of thing. Wow. You know? Scandalous. And then, and then, and then a few years after that, I ran into her, like, I think at like the hospital or something. And mm. she, she, she said that it was all over and, 
uh, both of them remained married and whatever. And it's like, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> There's something about that bond, Jody, and I, 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 yeah. I, I appreciate your perspective. Um, to my knowledge, I think you're the only person, at least that's called in, who is in or has been in the business. So you bring a perspective. It's a fascinating relationship. Yeah. It's a fascinating connection. That's why I, I, I put those three positions on that big three pedestal as I do. There's something about getting your hands in somebody else's hair that sure. almost puts a bond sure. on a fast track. It it, it mm-hmm. expedites that uh, friendship, or at least it expedites that that relationship of getting to know one another. Jody, thank you. The next, if, if you you're get welcome. any, if you get any good juicy gossip out of the chair, <laughs> even though you're doing it one day a week, you call me back and 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 we're, we're going to hash it out here on a fifty thousand watt radio station. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Jody. Thank you. <laughs> there she goes. Wow, that's good juice there, Kyle. <laughs> See, there's a bond there. I'm just saying, but be careful what you say. Because you never know if your barber or hairstylist is going to be talking about you on a radio show one day. Be careful. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Thanks to those of you who also sent in texts saying, yes, I, I do cut my wife's hair, or I know of people, but not all of them end well. Texter says, I had my husband cut my hair once. He once capitalized years ago. It was long, and I only wanted a trim. He kept taking off more and more because he couldn't get it even. She says, I have curly hair. It doesn't have to be even. I've been doing it myself ever since. <laughs> okay. My husband cuts my bangs between cuts, but make sure you hold your eyebrows down or you get short bangs. He uses them as a guide. Huh. Okay. Jack Texan. I I used to cut style and perm my wife's hair from the time we were engaged until the time she divorced me. Uh That's how she got rid of her hairdresser. (laughs) All right, Jack. But there is that bond. Okay, so um, one of the folks who called up said that uh, um, a fix-it person, let's say handyman, I'm probably, this is a man, it's gender neutral. Okay, but you know what a handyman is? A handy person. They're on the list. I don't know, I've never, I've never thought. So let me just ask this, if, if I could here, at 855-616-161. Am I missing anybody on my list of... Um, People with whom you need a very, I'll, I'll say close bond. You, you need to have a trusted, these people need to be trusted confidants. Trust is there. Barber, financial advisor, mechanic. Wherever you take your car, wherever you take your money, and advising you on your money, and wherever you get your hair cut. Those are three things that if they do you wrong, your life is... Certainly, I don't know if it's screwed up permanently, but you're going to be in a, a rough, rough COVID. Would there be anybody and any other person in one's life? The, run the gamut. You need a good blank. Like anybody, a family doctor or a veterinarian, perhaps? A good vet or a good physician, a personal physician. What about a dentist? Hmm. I feel like a lot of dentists are good. 
I mean, I don't know if a dent. I don't know. Have you gone to the same dentist for the past fifteen years? Um, what's well, funny? I I've gone to the same office, but not unlike uh, our one caller with the, the 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 hairdressers coming and going. I feel like every few months there's a new team of hygienists or a new crew of dentists, uh, doctors that go through the dental office. So I, I really haven't had one. Okay, somebody on the text line says, a good dog groomer, dog walker. All right, I can add that one to the list. I can add that one to the list. 855-616-1620. I had a dog when I was a kid. Um, But if you don't have a good dog groomer or dog walker, that could come back uh, to bite you. What about a babysitter? How about that? Are there moms and dads out there? Are you, are you guys saying babysitter? That might be one to add to the list as well. I've got the big three. Financial advisor, barber, mechanic. Three people in your life, outside of your family and friends, with whom you need a, you need to trust them. They have to be a confidant. You need that bond. Those are the big three. Am I missing any? This monumental moment in black history is sponsored by Tayback Law and Educators Credit Union. Barack Hussein Obama II, born August 4th, 1961, is an American politician who became the 44th president of the United States and the first African American to hold office. He served two terms and his presidency lasted from 2009 to 2017. Just a couple of his achievements was signing the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act of 2000 which is better known as Obamacare. He's the first president to visit Cuba since 1928. And get this, Barack in Swahili means one who is blessed. And here's another fun fact. President Barack Obama came from humble beginnings. As a teenager, he worked at Baskin Robbins. He literally went from scooping ice cream to being the first black president. How cool is that? Listen to 1017 The Truth all month long as we celebrate Black History Month. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. Uh, let's quickly squeeze it. Allison and Brown Deer. Allison, i got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. Who do you need to trust in your life? My housekeeper, oh. because I'm blind. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Other yeah, people texted that one. To leave. <laughs> it's like I don't want to leave cash sitting out or stuff like that. Just you know, for temptation. Yeah. And I, sometimes I have to check, double check what they've done because I don't know if they've done it. Mm. Um, do you have a good housekeeper right now, Allison? Yes, I do. Can I ask you a question for a second here? Have you sure. ever have you ever tried to? Maybe when you first started using this person and had to see if they were trustworthy, like you say, did you set a trap? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> did you leave a little cash maybe sticking out from underneath the cookie jar? And then after they were gone, you checked and it's still there. Okay. I trust you. Yeah. Yep. See, you did. What What was the trap? What was the trap? Come on. Got coins in my uh, dish and oh. all the quarters were missing. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you had somebody actually take the coins? Yes. Oh. Oh, that's not good at all. But the one no. but, but the person but, but the person you have now is a good housekeeper. 
Yes, she's very good, and I've known her, so she was a friend of a friend. Oh, so that okay, helps. that helps. Oh, that's good. That's smart. <laughs> Look, some people maybe are shaking yeah. their heads, but I'm telling you, I think that's smart. You leave it. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Allison. I, I appreciate that call. Lawyer. A, a lot of votes for a good lawyer. You need a good lawyer. Because, and I think the crux of the matter with these trusted individuals in our lives, they have to be proficient in a field where you find yourself ignorant. That's what it comes down to. That's why I've got to trust my mechanic. I know I'm a guy. I'm supposed to know how to change tires and carburetors and all that stuff. I've said I don't. I'm not a car guy. I'm just not. Sorry. That's why the mechanic is important. Financial advising, uh, my eyes glaze over when I turn on CNBC sometimes. That's why i got to trust my financial advisor, and I do. And I can't cut my own hair. That's why I have to trust my barber. I can help you with the hair thing. Did you notice? I can't guarantee it'll look great. Have you noticed? (laughs) This is what got us going. Yeah. Melissa, you're just uh, checking. I don't know if you were here. The hair on on this left side of my head, Mm -hmm. shorter than the ah, hair on the right side ooh, of my head. I never noticed that. Well, that's because this is the first time he's done it to me. I can't even tell. Can't? All right. No, it's probably... It's laying flatter than on the other side. Yeah, maybe you just need to know. put more gel or something. More gel. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I love it, too. I, I said, <laughs> Melissa comes in, she goes, who calls it a barber? <laughs> who calls it a barber? And I, I said, well, my, my grandpa uh, was a barber. He had his own barber shop in Bayview for decades. Classic, shout out to Classic Barbershop there on, on uh, Kinnikinnick all those years. But, so that term is just ingrained in my mind. Yeah. And barber... I don't think people say hairdresser. Hairdresser was a term my grandma would use. My grandma I think would use that too. That is a generational term. Hairstylist is probably the best term to use now. I would agree. I think that's what the kids are saying nowadays. All right, there you have it. I'm going to go... Uh, Check the mirror and check my hair. Melissa will have news, and then we'll keep it going. Uh, Don't forget, uh, before 3 o'clock, Ted Cruz's greatest CPAC hits. Oh, yeah. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. Uh, don't forget, start thinking. An hour from now, in the place of Pop Culture Corner, which Jeff does in 2 o'clock hour Fridays, um, the toy of your youth. You get to pick one. The toy that you equate with your youth. Okay? So we're going to do that in 2 o'clock hour. I've got mine. Was it a Mr. Potato Head? Before it was renamed to just Potato Head? Maybe... Maybe we'll get somebody somebody who says, you know what? I remember when Mr. Potato Head was literally a potato. And we had to put our own toys on it. And it was uphill both ways and 10 feet of snow and all that stuff. Now, at 135, I'm going to get into Ted Cruz. Because that was a show today. And I'm going to bring you some of the audio. But I see that uh, Bill Glauber, good guy. Bill Glauber, Journal Sentinel reporter says that a state treasurer, Sarah Godlewski, Godlewski, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, seriously considering a U.S. Senate run as Ron Kind also looks at the race. 
He writes, as the potential Democratic runners get in position for next year's U.S. Senate race, a familiar name cannot be dismissed. That would be Congressman Ron Kind. He represents the 3rd District out in western Wisconsin. Hmm. Okay. No decisions have been made. Can you name the three Democrats that are running against, have announced they're going to be running for the nomination? The three Democrats that we know of right now that are officially announced. Do you know them? Kyle, do you you know all three? I'll bet you know two. If you know the third, then I'm giving you a master's degree in political science for your acumen on this one. Yeah, I think I got two out of the three. One's Alex Lazary. Right, Bucks exec. And then, I don't know him by name or the person by name, but the mayor of Appleton, right? Uh, No, out of Gamey County Executive. Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) Tom Nelson. And then a radiologist named... Jillian Batino. Okay. All right, there you go. So then maybe State Treasurer Sarah Godlewski. Look, you want to run, run. It's it's fine, but there's something to be said for name recognition and not exactly hitting home runs with those <laughs> selections so far. I've been talking about the Senate race just because I yeah, I'm a little political geek and uh just it's always fun to Will he, won't he, will she, won't she, will Ron Johnson run again? Who could beat Ron Johnson? Could Ron Johnson be primary? Could he lose in the primary? Is there a Democrat that has the type of clout to take down Ron Johnson if he runs again and uses the, in essence, Trump base to perhaps push him forward? I don't know. Those are all fun, speculative type of discussions that enjoy that, that I enjoy having. So... We did this on uh, well, a couple days ago when uh, we were talking about if Trump would be the nominee in 2024. And at this point, Mitt Romney, and, and I, I agree with him, says, yeah, there's nobody out there that, that's going to be um, knocking off Trump as of this moment. So let's just do this closer to home, shall we? 855 620 on the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat or, or what your political affiliation or orientation may be philosophically. Who would be, and maybe it's Lazary, maybe it's Nelson, they've already announced their running ups. Who is the who is the the Democrats' best hope? The Democrats' best hope to either beating Ron Johnson or just winning somehow, if he doesn't run again, winning that Senate seat. Next fall, 2022, November of 2022. Because, can I be honest, I there is no name that just pops up in my mind. There isn't, a, well, that's the obvious pick. There was a time, there was a time, a while ago, when well, Tom Barrett, mayor of the biggest city in, in uh, the state, but no, that, that ship has sailed, and he tried the governor's thing a few times, and... That ship certainly sailed. Um, but is there a name? And if, if you if you lean left, great. If you lean right, super. But just put on your political hat for a second. Think statewide Democrats. Maybe it is a maybe it's somebody that is under the radar, but you know of them and and what they do and the impact they've had in their respective industry or community, and maybe they've got the the financial backing or they know have enough connections. But is there a Democrat out there, a Democrat 
that could beat Ron Johnson in 2022, or or whoever the Republicans would nominate if Ron John doesn't run again. 855-616-1620. Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. What, does Russ find? Russ find. Russ, third time's a charm. Come on, Russ. Third time's a charm. Maybe that's the biggest name. I don't know. You might give me a name that I'll go, ah, duh, of course. I should have thought of him. I How could I forget her? 855-616-1620. little political science. Put on your hats. Let's go. This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. This week's sponsor... For Jeff Wagner's Home Improvement Showcase, presented by Great Midwest Bank, is Senior Realtors Bruce and Gene Nemovitz. They are the experts in senior real estate. Bruce's team is there from start to finish, selling, downsizing, and so much more. Go online, visit brucesteam.com, brucesteam.com. We were spitballing GOP presidential nominees in 2024 the other day it's for me i i find this enjoyable because we're so far out now that you can just eh, throw names at the wall and then we'll go yeah maybe no no way what's wrong with you so let's just do that right now equal time as it were (laughs) with possible state democrats to challenge Ron Johnson or whoever the GOP nominee would be for the Senate seat. And we're talking next fall. So we're basically a year and a half away yet. Greenfield, it's Bob. All right, Bob, who do you think? Give me a name. Hi. I think uh, Lazary because he'll, um, you know, he's going to come with a lot of money. Mm. Uh, he'll have name recognition in Milwaukee. Um, it's going to be a. Um, a uh, pivotal race, you know, it's, there's a lot of outside interest that'll come in it. And because he, he won't have that much, he won't have baggage, at least so far, except the uh, COVID um, jumping the in line. Thing, yeah. Huh. yeah, he'll seem fresh and new. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure um, he'll come in with a lot of money of his own. Yeah, look, so he'll you, be you, able you've, to just... you've, said the, you've said the magic word twice already, money. Right. No no matter money and name recognition and money can always help you get more name recognition because that means you can buy more ads and run more spots and go place. You know, you can do more with more money as opposed to God bless them, uh, the uh, out of gamey county executive or this uh, person who is a radiologist. I mean, yes, you you can't discount it. I don't know if I put my my money, as it were, on Lazary in the end, but because of the financial situation, at least you know he'll probably be in it for a while. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it very much. But again, Lazary's a name that's already out there. Are there any names that uh, we're forgetting? Or, well, what about this person? What about that person? This is the time now to just throw throw names in a hat. Mandela Barnes. Do we hear that about Mandela Barnes, Lieutenant Governor? He's certain. I've given credit to Mandela Barnes. He he finds a way to always. He, he he's out there. You know, sometimes you have a Lieutenant Governor. Look at look look at look at the nation as a whole. You have Lieutenant Governors that 
you know, the constituents of the state don't even know who their lieutenant governor is because he or she is just kind of this silent person behind the scenes. Mandela Barnes is out there. I mean, he's front and center of, and and I guess that that that's you know a situation that the Evers administration. Uh, what what role would you like our lieutenant governor to take? So Mandela Barnes, he's got name recognition in Milwaukee, which is important, and he has been a prom a prominent uh, player, as it were, in the Evers administration. Unlike prior maybe uh, lieutenant governors, you know, other side of the spectrum. Um, is Clayfish going to run for governor? Lieutenant, uh, former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish, certainly has name wrecked, but that's a different discussion. Anybody else? Okay, somebody is uh, probably an existing politician, an existing office holder. Somebody says Mark Pocan, Congressman Mark Pocan. Hmm. Okay. Four one four, Chris Larson. Chris Larson. And I'm not a fan, the 414 texter says. I don't know. I don't know, Chris Larson. Hmm. But that's it. And, and it would be, we have no calls. I, I just think that that in and of itself is, is rather telling. Now, maybe people just don't care. They haven't given it much thought. But still, many times, if I were to say, most prominent Democrat that could run for the U.S. Senate, take Evers out of it. And what if I just said, who's the most prominent Democrat in the state right now? Other than the governor. Who's the most prominent Democrat? Tammy Baldwin? U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin? Maybe. I, I can't think of anybody else more prominent than Baldwin. Again, taking the governor out of the situation. Yeah, I mean, they were talking about her as a possible VP candidate yeah. months ago. She was in the, she was in the uh, speculation. When it came to that. Hmm. Interesting. All right. I don't know. Something to think about. Maybe. I love playing the game. Good parlor game. Why do they call it a parlor game? Nobody's we're not in a parlor anymore. But yeah. Coming up in just a couple of moments. Speaking of the political flair, this'll this'll uh, dovetail nicely. I got I got some audio from CPAC today. By the way, were you able to find anything that is equivalent, the Democrats equivalent of CPAC? If, if there is, as Steve had the good line, it's called the Academy Awards. <laughs> because um, how come the liberal conservatives have that? What do the liberals have? Hollywood, Scott. Oh, yeah, that's right. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Gwen Moore. She's not going to run for Senate, but I think that text from Jeff just to my question of who's the most prominent Democrat in Wisconsin not named Tony Evers. Hmm. Who's the most prominent Republican in Wisconsin? It's probably Ron Johnson. The most prominent Republican in Wisconsin. Right now. I say Republican. It's got to be Ron Johnson, right? Like, there was a time I remember when Republic. I mean, remember the glory years. Ron Johnson, Scott Walker, Reince Priebus, Paul Ryan was a cheesehead, uh, cheesehead domination in the political scene nationally and all that stuff. How quickly, how quickly have we gone to the Ron Johnson and then um, crickets? 
Tony Evers, and then you've got... uh, I'll get back to you on it. Yeah, isn't that something? Times have changed. Speaking of Ron Johnson, by the way, not going to get into it, but how about Man Bites Dog? Journal Sentinel PolitiFact saying Ron Johnson's claim about the 2,000 jobs lost with the... um, the, the Biden decision to stop the construction of the pipeline, 2,000 jobs lost. Journal Sentinel, PolitiFact, mostly true, huh? There's something you didn't expect to see. Uh, check that out, JS Online. A Ron Johnson comment deemed mostly true by the folks at PolitiFact. Frame that one up. You know, I, I once framed a PolitiFact when I was producing for Charlie, Charlie Sykes. They PolitiFacted him. I forget what it was now. And it was uh, deemed pants on fire. <laughs> that was it. Remember when PolitiFact, when it started and everybody was, wow, this is amazing. And now it's just kind of run its course and they still do it. I actually cut it out. And uh, for his birthday, I framed it. And he put so it it's up. liar, liar, pants on fire. Um, is that what that meant? Yes. It, it is the most pants, pants on fire. I think that's the scale. Tells you how often I look at PolitiFact anymore. I think that's the most wrong they would deem something or the most bad they would deem it like one to ten it's pants on fire and then true or something like that (laughs) and then the only thing worse than pants on fire is when they deem you to uh, have your nose as long as a telephone wire that's when you're way off base welcome back to jeff wagner on wtmj Don't forget, after the 2 o'clock news, the toy of your youth. Maybe it's, maybe it's also the toy of your, your adulthood as well. I don't know. Maybe you collected planes back then and you're still a plane collector now. Toy trains as well. All right, no, but we're going to do that after 2 o'clock. Because right now, right now we have to talk about what happened today at CPAC. And I'm not even discussing, there, there really was a golden statue of Trump that was wheeled out to the floor, to the convention hall. That's, like I said to Steve Scafidi during crosstalk earlier, I mean, the last time there was a golden statue wheeled somewhere and put out in front of a crowd of people, how did that end up? I'm just saying, consult the good book for the details. But what's getting a lot of publicity so far today is the junior senator from Texas, uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz addressing CPAC today. And um, look, I don't know how else I I can introduce any of these clips other than to say he's up on stage with a mic, a handheld microphone, Walking back and forth, he's not standing behind a podium, or you know, he's he's very loose, he's carefree. He's Ted Cruz, CPAC. And look, if any of us were among people that have the same feelings and beliefs, whether it's I don't know whether it's um, a Packers uh, uh, ownership meeting and everybody fills Lambo because I got my piece of paper, you get riled up, yeah, Packers, it's us. Whether it's the Brewers on Deck event or these other teams that have the big priests, you get fired up because you're in amongst your own. We're all on the same team. You get lathered up. Things get excitable. and So that's basically what CPAC is for, for uh, conservatives. 
and Ted Cruz takes the stage. And all I can say is, he's got shtick. Ted Cruz, folks, Ted Cruz brought shtick. I gotta say, Orlando is awesome. It's not as nice as Cancun. <laughs> but it's nice. What? So that was his opening. Apparently, that was his opening line. I gotta say, Orlando is awesome. I love you, Orlando. It's not as nice as Cancun. But it's nice. Okay, obviously making a joke, rightly or wrongly. It landed because, again, the crowd was receptive to it. Although, it's kind of hard to tell how many people are in the room. I wanted to say that it was more of a muted response than I would have expected, but I, I can't tell how many people were actually in the, on the convention floor. But he had more. So he opened with that. It's like when the, when the comedian, in this case, or when the rock group, you know, we love you, Milwaukee, and then everybody says, yay, they said the name of our city. He said Orlando. Yeah, Orlando. He had shtick. Bernie is wearing mittens. And AOC is telling us she was murdered. <laughs> is that is that his AOC impression? Is that what that is? Bernie is wearing mittens. <laughs> and AOC is telling us she was murdered. <laughs> Do you understand why he went there? Do you understand why he, with the voice and the moided is that what what is that in reference am i missing i don't think he's impersonating anybody i think he's just Just, making a big deal of aoc and the insurrection bernie is wearing mittens and aoc is telling us she was murdered (laughs) what is he doing what okay so but like i said he had shtick And this one, like I'm telling you, listen to this one, because this is truly something that I could hear at a comedy club in terms of the setup, the presentation, the delay, the punchline. He's got jokes. By the way, how many of y'all have eaten at a restaurant in the last six months? just stop and say how strange the rules are right now i want to understand how this virus works so when you walk in you got to put your mask on sadly i've got two you walk in you got to put your mask on you sit down you take your mask off see apparently the virus is actually connected to elevation no no remember this is all about science it's actually it may not be elevation i think it's it, it's that they're are hormones that are released in your thighs when you're sitting. <laughs> so you can sit at the table and there's no virus being transmitted. But if you stand up, put the mask on! <laughs> Just, you know what it's like? And what? How many of you have been to a restaurant lately? Huh? <laughs> and what's the deal with wearing a... It's like he's doing sign... F- what's the deal with, with wearing a mask when you walk in, but you take it off when you sit down? What's the deal? (laughs) 
Holy cow. I mean, I told you, he's got jokes. Ted Cruz has jokes. Now, it's all in the presentation, right? And I think the presentation, I mean, he's got material. He rolled out his material today. But it could use something. Just a little bit more pizzazz. I've got an idea. I'm going to try to help Ted Cruz out with some of the pizzazz when we come back. Back for more, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. I think there's a really good chance that the performance today by Ted Cruz is so laughable and just SMH worthy that even if you are a Republican, how are you not going, what is he doing? What, 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 what are you doing? And I'm reading some of those texts on the text line. Okay, but I thought, you know what? So he's got jokes. He thinks he has jokes. He, he's got jokes. He's got some shtick. But it's all in the delivery. And I don't know, I don't know if he had, a, I'm, I doubt there was a band there, you know, on stage with him to help things out. But in the future, if Ted Cruz decides to take his act on the road, I think we could help him out with um, with some pizzazz. So uh, let's let's see if if we can do this on the radio here. All right, and try this again with a little pizzazz. All right, Kyle, let's hear it. This again is uh, how Ted Cruz opened his act today with pizzazz. I gotta say, Orlando is awesome. It's not as nice as Cancun, but it's nice. See? Now that's pizzazz. From Hollywood, <laughs> The Tonight Show, starring... Ted Cruz. This is Ed Plan, along with Doc Severson. All right, so, okay, that's what we call a little pizzazz. you got to spice it up a little bit, Ted. All right, you get the point. Then he goes on with his, he goes on with his act. Bernie is wearing mittens. And AOC is telling us she was murdered! Little pizzazz. From Orlando, it's CPAC, starring Ted Cruz. And then, of course, his, uh, again, this one had a lot of structure to the joke. This was almost like a professionally attempted structure of a joke, the mask and the restaurant joke. By the way, how many of y'all have eaten at a restaurant in the last six months? I mean, <laughs> stop and say how strange the rules are right now. I want to understand how this virus works. So when you walk in, you got to put your mask on. Sadly, I've got two. You walk in, you got to put your mask on. You sit down, you take your mask off. See, apparently the virus is actually connected to elevation. No, no, remember, this is all about science. It's actually, it may not be elevation. I think it's, it, it's that they're are hormones that are released in your thighs when you're sitting. So you can sit at the table and there's no virus being transmitted. But if you stand up, put the mask on! 
Ted Cruz. This is Ed Plan, along with Doc Severson. What is he doing? What? did have one more, you know, because you, you got to finish everything with a bang. As funny as you think those lines were, folks, as good as I know you think those jokes were, he finished with a bang. Because you want to end on a high note. You want to end, uh, you know, uh, uh, with something that will bring the house down and leave the people wanting more. And he did. He did. And I will share that with you next. It's okay to laugh at what Ted Cruz did today. I feel like sometimes you got to give permission to yourself. Going, you know, but well, he's a Republican. I can't laugh at him. He's a conservative. I can't. It's it's okay. You you can be a lifelong conservative. You can vote Republican and always vote Republican, and still look at Ted Cruz today and go, "What the heck are you doing?" But I told you, just like fans at a game get worked into a lather, get worked into a frenzy because you're all among your own. It's um, it's like that herd, we say a herd mentality type of we're all worked up, we're all well. You get a politician in front of his own, whatever the affiliation may be, and open mic night <laughs> unfolds, and that's what we're reflecting on the last few moments uh, here on the Wagner Show. Ted Cruz open mic night at CPAC. That's what it was called. Ah, that's it. And then, as I said, you have to close. You have to close with a bang. You have to close with something good, something powerful, something that brings the house down and keeps the people wanting more. And this is how Ted Cruz closed out his CPAC address earlier today. Be better if I. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. In the immortal words of William Wallace, freedom. So then he did, then he yelled at everybody. In the immortal words of William Wallace, freedom! <laughs> but that, that, listen to the reaction. Because that is a roaring crowd. A lot more than his, you should compare the crowd reactions here for a second. Listen to the crowd react to this. In the immortal words of William Wallace, freedom! That's, all right, now, now listen to the reaction to the Orlando Cancun joke. I gotta say, Orlando is awesome! Mm. It's not as nice as Cancun, but it's nice! I think more people bought the Freedom Line. He should have gone with more William Wallace throughout than mixing in his shtick. But the question needs to be asked as well, Kyle. Who delivered the line better? I mean, can, can we just answer that here in the moment we have before the news? Who delivered the line better when it comes to William Wallace? Was it Ted Cruz? In the immortal words of William Wallace, 
freedom! Or was it Mel Gibson? That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! that part out what is he saying there at the end you know what it sounds like? i always think that in, in the movie mel gibson yeah cue that one up again i feel like at the end here's what i here's what i hear him saying you know there's that game where it's misheard song lyrics and it's like i think they're saying that i i hear mel gibson yelling go bruins <laughs> so here it is again mel gibson doing his best ted cruz impression who was doing his best william wallace impression that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Wallace! Freedom! Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, what did you say? Mel Gibson also, William Wallace also said it in his final moments before he died. Folks, this is special. CPAC. Wow. So who... Do this. <laughs> you want to do it as a Twitter poll? Who... <laughs> who... Who... Who cried out for freedom better? Gibson? Or... Ted Cruz? Okay. Or... We do have a wild card in here. <laughs> <laughs> Would Wagner have done any of this? Be honest. <laughs> When's Jeff coming back? <laughs> Great screams in political history. Great moments in political history with politicians yelling at us. <laughs> Our Dean. Ted Cruz. In the immortal words of William Wallace... Wow. All right, that's enough politics for one day. Does that qualify as talking politics? I think so. That's as close as that's as close as I'm getting to the political deep waters on a Friday. When we come back after the news with Melissa, um Jeff has all rights to the phrase and to the um property that is the pop culture corner i'm not even allowed in the pop culture room let alone get anywhere near the corner of the room and so i just call it friday fun friday fun after the news in light of mr potato head and mrs potato head losing their gender specific titles and just becoming potato head and in light of the 25th anniversary of a very popular children's toy slash game which i will tell you about i want to talk about Toys of your youth, the toy that you equate with some of the best times of your youth. I have one. I had a five or six year stretch where this was tops on my Christmas list. And so I ask you for yours. 855-616-1620 on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855-616-1620. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now in for Jeff Wagner, WTMJ's Scott Morris. 
2 o'clock hour on a Friday. In lieu of Pop Culture Corner, we'll just call it Friday Fun. That's really original, I know. But I'm a big fan of alliteration, for those of you who know me. Big, big fan. So that's all I got. That's what I'm going with. That's the name I'm using. Yesterday we learned that uh, the Potato Heads... Are you friends with the Potato Heads? Yeah, they're right down there. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head are becoming gender neutral. It's just now Potato Head, and that's it. And then we read about the uh, the history of the Potato Head. It was originally a literal potato, and then you add pieces and whatnot. And Okay. Talk about a simple toy to make back in the day. Simpler times. Then today, I see that... 25 years ago, it's, it, it's the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. Pokemon. Side note, whatever happened to Pokemon Go? Do you remember, were, were you here, what was that about maybe, was that four summers ago when Pokemon Go was terrorizing every open space in America? Like we talked about Pokemon Go. Remember the, um, was it at the county park system? Wasn't letting people use it or some park or something like that people were stomping on the grass to and you'd you'd drive and there would be random people walking down streets with their faces in their phones even more than they already do and we knew they were playing pokemon go whatever happened to pokemon go still around is it oh yeah it's just not as popular uh, on the contrary, I think it sort of had a comeback a little bit once the pandemic hit because people were at their homes they couldn't really go anywhere um, but yeah, I actually have a few friends that play it. So was that, that, that had to have been the summer of, I don't know, 17, 16, 15 even? At any rate, Pokemon. To the credit of the Pokemon people, they've been able to take that game, which again, 25 years ago was a, a card game, and, and, and look where it's gone. It has embraced the digital platforms, and it's still going strong, clearly. I do remember the Pokemon Go year because there were simpler times, too. Wouldn't you say? Simpler times when you complained about people walking on grass playing Pokemon Go, stay off my lawn. Or I, I remember like uh, that two years ago I was complaining about the straw situation. I hated the plastic straws. I mean, I'm sorry, I hated the removal of the plastic straws. What about bird scooters? I'm getting way off point here. Those are like three things. When you compare them to everything we have going on in our lives and in society now, it's like... What were we thinking getting upset about Pokemon Go, the demonization of plastic straws, and the bird scooters? But I digress. Pokemon Go, Mr. Potato Head. I'm talking about toys. I'm talking about games, toys, of our youth. And I thought, let's just do this for a couple moments. 855-616-1620. This is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. 855 855- 616-1620. I want to hear your toy. The toy of your youth. Where when you think back, and maybe you were, you know, blessed and you got a lot of toys at every Christmas and birthday and things like that, but there was that one. There was that one thing that you wanted more than anything, and when you got it, it sustained your desire for a toy for years. For me, and uh, some of you on the text line as well, it was Legos. It's a big Lego kid. I, like I said, I went like four, five, six years maybe at the most, where 
every uh, Christmas, Legos were at or near the top of my wish list. Legos. I would say if I had to pick one, and you can only pick one, it would be Legos. Dean and Appleton agrees. So much so, he wrote, Scott, Legos, Legos, Legos. I'm 51 years old, and I still collect them. I have thousands. My wife's not thrilled, but he's got thousands, and he's loving it. So Dean from Appleton, also a Lego kid. 855-616-1620. Maybe it was Mr. Potato Head. I don't know. Maybe it was Pokemon. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. There's something. Maybe if you're younger, it related to a video game. Nintendo. My Game Boy. There's no wrong answer here. Let's start uh, in West Allis. Let's talk to Cal. All right, Cal. The toy of your youth. I got to say it, uh, Gilbert Erector set. What's the most memorable thing you built with that? Do you remember? Uh, I actually built a robot with it. Oh. Wow. Okay. And about how old are we talking here? How, how, how old were you uh, when this was your toy? I think I was maybe seven years old, eight years old. My dad bought it for me for Christmas. And, boy, I wish I had it now because it's worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another conversation to have. How many of those toys, how many of these toys... Had we taken good care of them, or better care, would be supplementing our income, if not our retirement now. I think, Cal, for me, um, Legos were great. I was also, when I was really young, into matchbox cars. I had hundreds of those little matchbox cars. And I, and I, you know, you play with them, you smash into each other, and you, the, the paint would chip off. But if I would have kept those matchbox cars in close to, you know, mint condition, think of the price tag they would have now. Oh, absolutely. They'd be worth a fortune. All right. I'm not going to think of that because that'll get me depressed. Thank you, Cal. He gets us going. 855-616-1620 on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll get to some of your texts. If you're on the line, hang on. Open lines for you as well as we continue Friday Fun. That's what I'm calling it. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Okay. I apologize. I have been reprimanded on the text line. Apparently, at some point during the last segment, I pronounced it Pokemon. And I have offended a segment of the listening audience, and I'm being corrected by many people. Scott, you idiot. Scott, you ignorant fool. It is not Pokemon, Scott. It's Pokemon. A, long A. Pokemon. Pokemon. Sorry. Sorry. Spirograph. I had a spirograph. Geometric drawing device. And you put your pen or your colored pencil in there and you would just follow the... Oh, that was good stuff. The Evil Knievel jumping motorcycle. Hmm. My pellet gun. Now there's a discussion. The toy you loved as a, as a young person. The toy of your youth that could have killed you. Pellet gun. Was it Laura in Las Vegas? Her lawn darts. Jarts. So much fun. Until it killed your next door neighbor's kid, Laura. Then it wasn't so funny. All right, 
one six twenty. Mike from uh, Illinois. Mike, the toy of your Ute. So I actually had two. Uh, one was Stretch Armstrong. Mm. Um, I love that thing. Uh, eventually, though, you stretched it too much, and the jelly started to ooze out of him. Yeah. So that was a bummer with that. But um, I also was a big fan of the uh, Evil Knievel jumping motorcycle. Uh, that was such a great toy. I got that for Christmas. Uh, both of them I got for Christmas, and um, they were I played with those for hours. That was a hell of a Christmas you had that year. Wow. Well, I don't know if it was the same year, each one, but um, I, I did get them both for Christmas. Oh, gotcha. So I do remember that. But uh, Zarks was another great family game. We used to play that a lot. Right, right. Thanks, Mike. Hmm. We played it with Uncle Mel, and then something happened to Uncle Mel with that one particular jart, that one particular Fourth of July picnic, and Uncle Mel... Didn't show up at another family gathering ever again, but we don't have time for that. Karen and Franklin. Hi, Karen. Give me the toy. Hi. The toy of your youth. The toy. The toy. It was Chatty Cappy. And the miracle was that Santa Claus not only brought me one, but brought one to my best friend across the street. Wow. And our dolls could not only talk to us, they could talk to each other. Um, When they talked, was it a... um? Press a button, pull a cord, put in a cassette. Pull a, pull, oh, okay. No, pull a string out of her back, and she would say, you know, just really innocuous things. But right. she talked. It was cool. <laughs> this is early sixties. Mm-hmm. Chatty Kathy. Yeah, a couple other people. Thank you, Karen. A couple other people have mentioned that as well. Okay, here. Um, let's go back to the toys that could have killed you. <laughs> Steve, Stephen Pewaki. Hi, Steve. Hey, Scott, how are you? I'm okay. Give me the toy of your youth that could have killed you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, well, it could have started the whole house on fire. And you could have died. See, that's what I said. Kid. What was it? Say you it know, again. And I, 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 I plugged it into... Say, you know, say, you, Steve, you, Steve, you uh, Steve, the, Steve, say, say yeah. it again. Say it again. What was it? You cut out. It's a wood burning. It's a wood burning kit. Oh. And what they do is they give you little designs, and you would plug the wood burning tool, I guess you would say, hmm. into an outlet in your family room on the carpet, and you would trace around it with that wood burning tool and it would smell like smoke it would stink the house up and everything else and somehow the house stayed up so wow. <laughs> let's hope I, all I it did was stink the house up. Oh, thank you steve appreciate it the child's wood burning kit approved by arsonists everywhere 855-616-1620 uh real quickly the toy of your youth kyle uh, I was an indoor kid, so a lot of video games and stuff like that. Uh, but before all that came into into game into the play, uh, I would say anything Power Rangers. I remember ha- or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm. like the weapons that they would have. They'd be rubber, so you couldn't name the Ninja Turtles. Go Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and uh, Raphael. Okay, good. And who was the reporter that befriended them as a human being? April O'Neil. Okay. And who was the large rat that was the master... Okay. Mm -hmm. And they fought the evil powers of... 
Oh, Krang, uh, Bebop, and Rocksteady, or uh, Shredder. Shredder, That's probably yes. who you're thinking of, okay. but a few other bonus ones for you. Not bad. I think uh, I or my brother, I don't remember, we had all the... We had all those uh, figures, as it were. We even had the. We even had April's news truck. That's worth yeah. a fortune now. <laughs> I didn't quite have that, but yeah, the, <laughs> the rubber stuff that you would just fling around, and eventually someone gets poked in the eye, and then you're grounded. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk. We don't, we're not focusing on that. I also had. Uh, I was really young. A light bright. Somebody mentioned light bright. Play doh. Jamie and West Ben. Play doh. I think some of these things, it would be great to stress relievers as adults, don't you think? I mean, just ask yourself right now, folks. Would you not find some degree of enjoyment if you were to stop what you're doing right now, somebody handed you a a jar or two of Play-Doh, and you just kind of messed with it for a while? Let me tell you something. 2020, 2020, we all could have used some Play-Doh for a while. That would have helped us get through the year. 855-616-1620 on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at Dexline. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Of course, I mentioned Play-Doh, and now the silly putty people are coming out of the woodwork. I still, I wonder if my parents in like one of the drawers... Like the utility drawer that every kitchen has where it's just random odds and ends, paper clips, screws, screwdriver. I wonder if they still have one of the... Silly Putty used to come in an egg, like a plastic egg. I wonder. We had like two or three eggs. I wonder if there's still an egg of Silly Putty like way in the way back of the utility drawer at home. Have they held on to anything? Like like action figures or anything like that? You know, um, not, slowly no. And I know that because over the last few years... <laughs> When I'll, you know, see family holidays and things like that, I'll leave with toys of my youth. In fact, like a couple years ago, I got a whole bin, like a small crate worth of uh, Matchbox cars. And I gave them to Goodwill because I looked at them and they're all bruised up, paint chipped, and I'm going, oh, the value of what could have been. But so, less, uh, or I should say fewer and fewer items are at my parents' House and they're ending up at like my store because it's hard to get rid of it. I, I don't know. Maybe people aren't as sentimental as I am with things, but there's certain things that I just put in my storage unit at my place because I don't, I don't, I don't have kids. I don't oh, yeah. need to play with it. But I, I'm not ready, Kyle, to part with it yet. I'm just not. I'm not there yet mentally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I still had them in my storage, I wouldn't find a need for them. But my parents have like a tiny tote. Me, the oldest of three kids, they have like a collection of some of the stuff that we really seem to treasure back then. So they're like, yeah, when you have kids, we'll give them to you and then it's your issue. So whatever. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Because we got a, a, a whole slew of people on hold. If you're on hold, you can hear me talking right now. I'm going to come to you. We just have like 90 seconds. Give me the toy of your youth and then I have to move quickly here. But I want to let you go on the record so to speak okay so um be mindful of uh my timing situation here gary in michigan quickly give it to us the toy of your youth lincoln logs and lionel trains lincoln logs and lionel trains thank you gary bob and racine bob the toy of your youth lead soldiers lead soldiers that doesn't sound too healthy bobby I summed to Al McGuire, coach of Marquette basketball. Okay. 
See, I don't have time to get into that story, but thank you, Bob. Lead soldiers that he sold to Al McGuire. I wow, there's I wish we could unearth the details. But Tim and Hartford <laughs> the toy of your youth. Bop the Bop the Beetle and the original mousetrap that actually worked. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. All right. Lori in Valders. Go ahead, Lori, the toy of your youth. I had uh, flower power, and my brother had uh, creepy crawlers, and then you would melt down the little um, uh, plastic pieces, and then you would, they would turn into like a, a, a bendable flower or a bendable mm. spider. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lori. Michael in Milwaukee, the toy of your youth. Uh, I was going to say Lincoln Logs, but somebody said it, but then uh, Tech Deck and Light Bright. Light, yep. Um, I was a Light Bright kid. I was. Gene in Milwaukee, the toy of your youth. Jacks and pickup sticks. Oh, thank you, Gene. Jacks and pickup sticks. See, there was a simpler time, America. A simpler time. You didn't need all the fancy video games. You threw sticks on the ground and you picked them up and you called it fun. You called that a toy. Greg in Kenosha, the toy of your youth. My toy, my youth was a Matchbox Cadillac ambulance mm. that I had when I was a child, and I had lost it from dock to boat at my dad's marina. Oh. And it haunted my youth ever since I was, you know, until I was an adult. Oh. And I started a collection again, and that was one of the first ones I bought. Oh, good. So it's a, it's got a happy ending. I was afraid to say, Greg, that that it's it's hung around your neck like a millstone ever since, and you see your therapist twice a week because of it. And finally, Karen and Madison, the toy of your youth. Hi, we had jarts, and my brother too had the creepy crawler. Did anybody ever come close to death while playing with the jarts? No, we did not, and I so wish we still had that game. <laughs> well, let's be... Karen, if you still played that game, you know that there's a... Na- and I don't know your neighbors, but I'm sure there's a certain neighbor on the block that would say, uh, you know, they would call 911. Hello? Uh, uh, yes, uh, my neighbor, Karen, two doors down, they're throwing the sharp, uh, looks like darts at uh, their family members, and I, I think they yeah. need to be arrested for it. You probably wouldn't be yeah, allowed to do that anymore, Karen. We were we were gutsy. We even played it with the dogs running around in the yard. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Now you're gonna have Peta coming after you, Karen. What are you doing? You can't. Oh, Karen. It was a simpler time. Rusty, from the newsroom, the toy of your youth, the game of life. Oh, the board game. Yes, life. Big board game fan, and that was my favorite. What's the most comparable real life example? to the game, the board game life, because I've never played it. Oh, my. <laughs> what is the most comparable thing that in real life is just like the game? Or uh, vice you versa? start off with debt if you choose the college route instead of the work route. <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, people are living that. That's not a board game. That's, that's life. That's real life. Thanks for playing, everybody. <laughs> life. <laughs> and for Friday Fun, the toy of your youth.